0: This is a podcast from The Business Times.
1: Singapore shares started the week in the green after global markets closed higher last week. The Straits Times Index rose 0.2% at the open and ended at 3,218 points, up 0.3%. On Tuesday, Singapore shares inched lower even as global markets rallied the day before. The STI slipped 0.2% at the open, and tracked regional declines to close down 0.1% to 3,214 points. At the midweek, Singapore shares started higher despite global markets overnight dip. The STI was up 0.1% at the open and ended in the green at 3,219 points. And on Thursday, Singapore shares rose despite mixed global markets overnight. The STI climbed 0.3% at the open and rose 1% to close at 3,250 points amid a regional rally. It's Friday, September 15th. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm Janice Tan. Singapore shares climbed at the open after global markets ended higher overnight. The STI advanced 0.5% to 3,266.08 points. Here's Amelia Tan market analyst at SGX Securities, with her overview of the trading week.
0: The Straits Times Index ended Thursday's trading session at 3,250 points, gaining 1.3% over in the week to date. Asian markets mostly traded higher this week, even as latest inflation data out of the US came in higher than expected at 3.7%, compared to economists' expectations of 3.6%. Technology names in Asia-Pacific such as TSMC, Samsung Electronics and Tokyo Electron saw a boost as more investors dialed down their expectations of another rate hike. According to the CME FedWatch tool, markets are now pricing nearly a 100% chance of the Fed leaving the Fed Funds rate at 5.25% to 5.5% in the upcoming September FOMC meeting. Looking back in the Singapore market, Top three outperformers for the week for companies with a market cap of at least $500 million were Ames Apex Reit, Golden Agri Resources and Fraser's Hospitality Trust, averaging 4.6% gains. On the other hand, top three decliners for the week were Olam Group, Gallant Venture and Sinamas Land, averaging 9% declines. In terms of institutional fund flows in Singapore across the last five sessions through to 13 September, we observed net institutional fund outflows of 8.3 million Sing dollars. By sector, the highest net outflows over the last five sessions were seen across REITs at 28 million, consumer cyclicals at 19 million, and telecommunications at 14 million. On the other hand, Inflows were seen across industrials at 16 million, and consumer non cyclicals and financial services both at 15 million. On a stock level, outflows were driven by Singtel at 14 million, Jardine Cycle and Carriage at 12 million, and Genting Singapore at 8 million, while largest inflows were recorded in Yang Ziziang Shipbuilding at 15 million, followed by Thai Beverage at 11 million, and SemCO Industries at 10 million. Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding and SAMCorp are among the three strongest constituents of the STI in the year to date, alongside Keppel Corp. Keppel Corp, Yang Zhejiang Shipbuilding, and SAMCorp have averaged over 46% in total returns in the year so far. The trio have all pivoted towards more sustainable infrastructure, which includes solar and wind assets, and more fuel-efficient maritime solutions. SAMCorp has led the STI this year with a 56% total return. To support the global energy transition, it aims to grow net profit contribution from its sustainable solutions portfolio to 70% by 2025. Keppel Corp has been the second-strongest-performing STI stock with a 51% total return. Its renewable energy portfolio has grown to over 60% of its entire energy portfolio. Yang Shipbuilding has been the third-strongest STI stock this year with a 32% total return. Its current Total Outstanding Order Book amounts to an all-time high of $14.7 billion U.S. billion with 56% of its order book in cleaner energy vessels.
1: Yong Jun Junyuan joins us with his wrap of the week's highlights.
2: This week, major regional markets were mostly in the black. For the five days ended Thursday, September 14, Japan's Nikkei 225 rose 0.5%, while South Korea's Kospi gained 1% and Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index shed 2.2%. Meanwhile, the benchmark Straits Times Index gained 0.7%. The top gainer on the STI for the week was Venture Corp, which gained 2.8% over the five days ended Thursday. Meanwhile, Fraser's Logistics and Commercial Trust was at the bottom of the table, shedding 3.4%. Regional markets started the week taking in hawkish comments from the Bank of Japan's governor, Kazuo Ueda, over the weekend. He said that the central bank could have enough data by year-end to decide if it can end its ultra-loose monetary policies. IG market analyst Yap Rong said that the governor may have been laying the groundwork for further policy normalization ahead. Still, he noted that the governor downplayed speculation by calling for patience. Then, on Tuesday, oil prices rose 2% to a near 10-month high as the Organisation of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, stuck to forecasts for strong growth in global oil demand in 2023 and 2024. This comes as Saudi Arabia and Russia extended voluntary supply cuts of about 1.3 million barrels per day a week ago until the end of the year. SPI Asset Management Managing Partner Stephen Innes said on Wednesday that global market sentiment may take a hit as rising oil prices could exacerbate inflation. He added that a substantial uptick in headline inflation could compel the US Federal Reserve to adopt a more assertive approach than what investors are currently prepared for. Markets later appeared to heave a sigh of relief collectively as U.S. Consumer Price Index figures appeared to largely be in line with expectations, which were released overnight on Wednesday. U.S. Core Consumer Price Index rose 4.3% year-on-year, its smallest increase yet in nearly two years. Inez said Thursday that the moderate core inflation reading for August, coupled with cooling labour market data from the August employment report, likely seals the deal for a pause in rate hikes at the September Fed meeting. For the week ahead, investors will be looking out for Singapore's non-oil domestic export and electronic export figures on Monday. On Thursday, the Fed will release its rate decision.
1: Still to come, economic data and highlighted stocks of the week. In the latest episode of Lens on Singapore, podcast editor Claressa Montero sits down with Minister Kay Shanmugam, Minister for Home Affairs and Minister for Law to discuss regional security, counterterrorism, and social issues. How will these impact Singapore's future economic success? And what is it that we do in Singapore that they cannot do faster, cheaper, and as well, if not better. Confronting Challenge with K. Sean the latest episode of Lens on Singapore, out on September 18th. Listen on BT Digital or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And now, back to market focus from the Business Times. Amelia, could you highlight the most notable news for the week, please? Recent data from the Ministry of Manpower suggests that Singapore's labour demand is set to ease further for the rest of the year after employment growth and job vacancies moderated in the second quarter. Resident employment contracted for the first time since the second quarter of 2020. Total employment, excluding migrant workers, expanded for the seventh straight quarter in the second quarter of 2023. Sectors such as wholesale trade or retail have yet to return to pre-pandemic levels. MOM expects upcoming events and festivities to boost resident employment in the next few quarters, and economists agreed that the contraction is not concerning and is expecting a rebound in the second half of this year. The Singapore Formula One Grand Prix is one event to look out for this weekend, as 250,000 are expected to show up at the three-day night race. Although attendance is 17% lower than 2022's record turnout as the Bay Grandstand is closed for redevelopments, industry observers and players expect this year's takings to be boosted by the resumption in travel as borders have fully reopened. According to Traveloka, room rates for this year's F1 weekend are slightly more than 10% higher versus last year. Hotels near the downtown race circuit also expect the F1 takings to exceed pre-COVID levels and possibly those of 2022, driven by higher average room rate. The Orchard Road Business Association also notes that its members, which include retailers, hotels, restauranteurs and mall owners, expect a significant boost this period as with past years. Also, as ESG factors continue to drive financial decisions globally, BlackRock, SGX and MSCI have launched a Climate Action ETF. It is in fact the largest ETF launched so far at US dollars The iShares MSCI Asia Climate ETF tracks the MSCI Asia x Japan Climate Action Index, which is part of the suite of climate action indexes launched late last year. It is designed to represent the performance of companies that lead their sectors in terms of their positioning and actions for making a climate transition. The index has 605 constituents and DBS is the only Singapore counter among the top 10 with a weightage of 1.27%. Consumer discretionary, information technology and financials have the highest weights by sector and China, India and Taiwan are among the top markets represented. What is unique is that the fund does not ignore sectors that typically fall under the brown energy category as it aims to create an incentive for companies to try their best to be sustainable. Lastly, Temasek Holdings and GIC remain optimistic about the China market, despite challenges amid a slowdown, as shared at the recent 10th Milken Institute Asia Summit in Singapore. GIC said that it is doubling down on some sectors in China as it remains investable, such as green technology, and that consumption will play a bigger role in the nation over the long term and could present opportunities. Tamasic said it is still excited about the China market and sees attractive opportunities in China in areas such as advanced manufacturing and energy transition. China currently makes up about 22% of Tamasic's portfolio and investments include JD.com, Alibaba and China Construction Bank.
1: Amelia, it's our version of Q&A again. We say a stock,
0: you give us the latest you have on it. Sure, let's go. Olam Group. Olam Group had earlier in the week called for a trading halt and filed two company announcements. The first announcement was a statement denying the allegations and media reports about Olam Nigeria and its subsidiaries being involved in a multi-billion dollar fraud. In the second announcement, the company informed that it had been notified by Olam Nigeria that it has posted a bond for one of its directors to secure his continued cooperation, and the company continues to cooperate fully with the relevant authorities and will update shareholders accordingly. The stock declined about 16% in the week to date. Jun what's your pick this week?
2: Oh, okay. How about city Development?
0: City Developments won the bid at $904 per square foot per plot ratio for a tendered plot along Champions Way in Woodlands. It came in 8.3% higher than the next highest bid. The Champions Way is the first government land sales tender in Woodlands, excluding executive condominiums, and CDL says that the site will replenish its land bank, ensuring a stable launch pipeline. The site garnered a total of six bids, and it has been over a decade since a private residential project was launched in Woodlands. Alright Amelia, what do you have this week on Straits Trading? Straits Trading, they've launched a new product that provides fractionalized exposure to real estate as it seeks to improve accessibility to properties that have high barriers to entry. Straits Trading launched two new property investment products under its fractionalized Investment Real Estate Straits Trading Program with underlying properties, a freehold good-class bungalow at Chatsworth Park and a 999-year leasehold condominium unit in Bukit Timah. Okay, let me think.
2: Hey Janice, can I do another one?
0: Sure, go for it. How about Kim Heng? Oh, that's a good one. Kim Heng reported that its 50% owned subsidiary, Titan International, has been awarded a contract for the installation of pipe conduits using horizontal directional drilling by Alcatel Submarine Networks, which is part of Nokia. Under the contract, Titan will provide design, engineering and installation works and is scheduled to commence in the third quarter of 2023 and is expected to be completed by the end of this year. This has been Market Focus from The Business Times. I'm Janice Tan.
1: Thanks to Amelia Tan, Market Analyst at SGX Securities and Yong Junyuan from The Business Times News Desk.
0: This is a podcast by The Business Times.